And somehow we convince ourselves, as Nebuchadnezzar did, because he was dwelling in a day of security, there were no wars. He was living in a day of prosperity. He felt very secure in his palace. He was walking probably amongst his guards, and he could see the fortress all around him. He felt ever so secure. And yet, while the words were in his mouth, God smote him, and he lost his mind. He went out as a madman into the fields with the wild beasts. Welcome to Let the Bible Speak. This is Pastor Ian Golliher. Today we're turning to Daniel chapter 4. We have this amazing story of how Nebuchadnezzar, though himself lifted up in pride, was brought down to the level of a beast and then marvelously reinstated. So bear with me as I read this opening account of Nebuchadnezzar's great dream. Nebuchadnezzar, the king unto all people, nations, and languages that dwell in all the earth, peace be multiplied unto you. I thought it good to show the signs and wonders that the high God hath wrought toward me. How great are his signs, and how mighty are his wonders! His kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, and his dominion is from generation to generation. I, Nebuchadnezzar, was at rest in mine house and flourishing in my palace. I saw a dream which made me afraid, and the thoughts upon my bed and the visions of my head troubled me. Therefore made I a decree to bring in all the wise men of Babylon before me, that they might make known unto me the interpretation of the dream. Then came in the magicians, the astrologers, the Chaldeans, the soothsayers, and I told the dream before them. But they did not make known unto me the interpretation thereof. But at the last Daniel came in before me, whose name was Belteshazzar, according to the name of my God, and in whom is the spirit of the holy gods. And before him I told the dream saying, O Belteshazzar, master of the magicians, because I know that the spirit of the holy gods is in thee, and no secret troubleth thee, tell me the visions of my dream that I have seen, and the interpretation thereof. And then he went on to explain the dream, and to uh, rehearse the dream to Daniel, and it wasn't long before Daniel was expounding to Nebuchadnezzar the significance, the meaning of his dream, that though he was mighty and filled with pride, that God was about to humble him. This is a very sobering lesson that we have here in Daniel chapter 4. 
And I hope that you will stay tuned as we go to the pulpit of our church to this message. And may the Lord in his grace minister to your heart, draw near to your soul, and speak to you through his word today. It's a wonderful thing in the Bible when the final verse of the chapter really is the whole sermon. And you'll notice the conclusion of the matter in verse 37, the last verse in that chapter 4. Now this is a sneak peek of the end of the story. It's a bit like getting yourself a, a storybook and you look at the closing chapter or page because you want to know how the story ends before you begin. And that's what we're doing here in verse 37. And the last few words says this, And those that walk in pride, he is able to abase. Pride oozes out of all men. When you have a nice brand new little baby in the home, you think that you have sweet angelic innocence. Well, give it a year. And you will soon begin to learn that even that little angelic child has a heart of pride. Temper tantrums, is offended and wants its own way. And as man or woman develop, they become more and more sensitive, more and more proud, more and more seeking control. Well, the highest epitome of that is found in this Nebuchadnezzar, this king of the Chaldeans. And it was for this pride that he ended up being driven out of his kingdom. He was given the heart of a beast, made to eat grass in the field with the beasts, to sleep with them even by night, and to dwell with the animal kingdom for seven seasons, seven times we are told here, which many would interpret as seven years. And we'll not get too technical on that, but there were seven times that he was driven out. Now, Nebuchadnezzar, therefore, was put into the school of humiliation. And he had to learn that man does not rule, God rules. And Daniel was called upon to interpret Nebuchadnezzar's dream. He had dreamed of that tree which reached all the way to heaven and expanded right across the whole world. And every living thing was under the shadow of that tree. The birds were nesting in it. The beasts of the field were dwelling under it. And then came the messenger from heaven, these anointed ones or angels. And the command was to cut down the tree. And so the beasts scattered, the tree fell, and this was the message that was given unto Nebuchadnezzar. And so after the king's wise men were called upon to interpret this dream, and they could not, it was up to Daniel. Daniel, of course, had gotten himself a reputation by now. 
He had interpreted the king's dream so ably and so well in the past that he was the man to be called upon. Now, it was very interesting to observe Daniel when he was told the dream. And we are told down in verse 17 of chapter 4 uh, that when he was given, uh, sorry, verse 19, when he was given this dream, that he was astonished. A very interesting word. It simply means that he was in a daze. He was out of it. He was into another world, and here is Nebuchadnezzar, and it's as if Nebuchadnezzar was having pity on Daniel and saying, don't be troubled. It will be all right. And then Daniel began to expound the meaning of this dream. And of course, this, Daniel observed, was the decree of the Most High. God was in this. And he said to Nebuchadnezzar, you are going to be driven out of your palace and you're going to eat grass as a wild beast in the field. And for seven times, seasons or years, you will suffer this until you learn this one great lesson. And if you look at verse 26, you will see what that lesson is. Whereas they commanded to leave the stump of the tree roots, thy kingdom shall be sure unto thee after that thou shalt have known that the heavens do rule. And I would that all men would learn that lesson. And this is the theme of this chapter. And if I would point you out, it's a constant repeated statement over and over and over in this one single chapter that the God of heaven rules. Now I want you to notice it in verse 3 at the end. His kingdom is an everlasting kingdom and his dominion is from generation to generation. Now that's God's kingdom. And then verse 17 to the intent that the living may know that the Most High ruleth in the kingdom of men. And then verse 26, Thou shalt have known that the heavens do rule. Again in verse 32, And seven times shall pass over thee until thou know that the Most High ruleth in the kingdom of men, and giveth it to whomsoever he will. And then again in verse 35, and among the inhabitants of the earth, and none can stay his hand, or say unto him, what doest thou? Now when you're reading the Bible, and you get a repetition of a statement of truth like that, you know you're onto something. You know this is the message. And this was the message that Nebuchadnezzar needed to learn in the school of humiliation out there in the fields with the dew of heaven falling upon him by night until his hair was grown wild like an eagle's and his claws, his fingernails were like the, the claws of a bird. 
He was a most pathetic sight indeed. Now, coupled with this message that God rules, Daniel had a message that I will call tonight a gospel message, a message for his heart. And you can read that in verse 27. Wherefore, O king, let my counsel be acceptable unto thee, and break off thy sins by righteousness, and thine iniquities by showing mercy to the poor, if it may be a lengthening of thy tranquility. This was a message to turn Nebuchadnezzar from his wicked ways, and that he might seek tranquility or peace with God. And indeed, that is God's message to all men. Break off your iniquities. Whatever lifestyle you're living, whatever commandments you are breaking, whatever is wrong and contrary to the mind of God in your life, break it off. Turn away from it. Reject it. And seek to have peace with God. I wonder tonight, will you do that? Now, what did Nebuchadnezzar do? Well, one year went by after this dream and after Daniel's interpretation, and Nebuchadnezzar seems to have totally forgotten the message. And he was out in his palace in Babylon. He was feeling very satisfied with himself. And we are told in verse 29, at the end of 12 months, he walked in the palace of the kingdom of Babylon. The king spake and said, Is not this great Babylon that I have built for the house of the kingdom by the might of my power and for the honor of my majesty? And then you'll notice verse 31, and I highlighted these words in red. While the word was in the king's mouth, there fell a voice from heaven, saying, O King Nebuchadnezzar, the kingdom is departed from thee. Twelve months after the dream, twelve months after Daniel giving him the heart-to-heart -heart talk, break off your sins, Nebuchadnezzar hardened his heart. He walked in pride. He boasted of his accomplishments. And now the very thing happened that had been revealed in his dream. Nebuchadnezzar is a lesson in the folly of pride and to realize that truly God rules over the affairs of men. After seven years, Nebuchadnezzar's mind was restored, his reasoning was restored, and his kingdom was restored, but not until he learned the lesson that the Most High God rules. Now, what we're going to look at tonight are the confessions of Nebuchadnezzar, the confessions of a man who had to learn the hard way that God truly rules in heaven. And the first one, we're going to look at verse 34. God rules 
in the kingdom of men. Now we learned that those who walk in pride, he is able to abase. And yes, these are his own words. These are his own confession. And so we have some hope here. There is light and sense and wisdom in his words. He has learned the lesson. And Nebuchadnezzar got the message. Now this is more than just to say that God is or that God exists. It's to say that God rules in the affairs of men, that he orders our lives. He gives and he takes away. He lifts up and he pulls down. And after repentance, God is able to restore and to bless again. And the Bible tells us right throughout that pride cometh before a fall. Pride goeth before destruction and an haughty spirit before a fall. The apostle Paul said, Wherefore let him that thinketh he standeth take heed lest he fall. Now Daniel was a messenger to Nebuchadnezzar's son as well, to Belshazzar. And we'll not get to this tonight, of course, hopefully in the future. But if you do take a quick look at chapter 5, verse 22, you will see that Daniel's message to Belshazzar, Nebuchadnezzar's son, at a later date, when he was in trouble, Daniel said to him, O Belshazzar, hast not humbled thine heart, though thou knewest all this, but hast lifted up thyself against the Lord of heaven. We need to learn that the way up with God is down. If you want God to lift you up, you need to humble yourself. Cease from your own self-confidence. Cease from your own boasting and put your confidence alone in the Lord. You think of the apostle Paul when he was converted, when he was a proud Pharisee persecuting the church. He was on a mission to Damascus to uproot the Christians, to imprison them, persecute them. But the Lord stopped him. That light from heaven shone and he fell to the ground. And it wasn't long until he was crying out, Lord, what wilt thou have me to do? There is the mark of the humility and the repentance that God will hear and God will bless. I wonder, have you been brought to that point in your life? For some people, God has to take away everything, just have to strip them bare. They have to be brought right down, staring into poverty or into eternity with the news that they're not going to live very long. And then they recognize that they're not in control. And yet, man's nature is so proud. Man by nature is so boastful. And he plans for tomorrow. Whereas the book of James tells us that we are to not 
boast of tomorrow, for we know not what a day may bring forth, and that our life is like a vapor. It vanisheth all so quickly. So don't boast, but break off your sins and seek peace with God. In short term, it means prepare to meet your God. Are you prepared tonight to meet with God? Have you settled the account? Are you in Christ? Are you saved? Can we say of you tonight that you have learned after being in the school of humiliation that the Most High God rules and that you are accountable to him and therefore you have obeyed the gospel and believed in the Lord Jesus. Men may scale the highest mountain and descend the deepest sea but no one could ever measure God's great love at Calvary. Love of Christ so pure and tender, love so merciful and free, by the Comprehension is the love of Christ for me. Some may try to live without him and his beauty never see I shall ever sing his praises for the love he gave to me love of Christ so pure and tender love so merciful and free beyond all comprehension is the love of Christ Thank you for joining with us here on Let the Bible Speak Today. And what do you think of this whole uh, dream and this experience of Nebuchadnezzar? There is uh, the message, uh, just as Daniel exhorted Nebuchadnezzar, to break off his sins. And that's always the call of the gospel preacher. Repentance from all known sin. If you go on headlong in 
the ways of sin and disobedience to God, you will not prosper, but rather God will one way and one day bring you down. This is a great lesson in the folly of pride. Man's pride cometh before a fall. He that thinketh he standeth, take heed lest he fall. What are you doing about pride in your life? Are you saying, I'm going to rule myself and go my own way, do my own thing, and I will be in total control? Well, no man is, because the Lord is the one who intervenes and who marks our days, our times, and who orders all things in this world. We learn that after seven years, Nebuchadnezzar was restored, and he came to his senses again, and he made a number of very grand confessions. The first one is that God rules in the kingdom of men, and that is true. That is still true today. God rules in the kingdom of men. He lifts up. He pulls down. He has the power to make rich, and he has the power to strip us of every asset we ever claim to be our own. The Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away, and all these things the Lord doeth according to the counsel of his own will. We are completely subject to the will and the mind of God. Now, many people don't want to acknowledge this. And this idea of God's sovereign rule as a king over his people with total control, it is something that people object to. And yet it is the truth that is recorded and it is outlined here in the Bible, not only in this story of Nebuchadnezzar, but right through the Bible, right to the book of Revelation. And there you see how the mighty are brought down. And when you read the book of Revelation, you'll discover that God always wins, and the righteous who trust in the Lord are on the winning side. And that brings great comfort to the child of God. But it is a great warning to those who are in rebellion and are going in their own way and seeking to do their own thing. And I plead with you today to break off your sins, break off your rebellion to God, bow the knee to the Lord. We are told in Philippians chapter 2 that every knee shall bow to the Lord to confess him and to trust in him. And one day, all the nations of the earth shall bow the knee. Now, if you don't bow the knee today, in these days of grace, you will bow the knee in the day of judgment. And so I plead with you to give your heart to the Lord, trust in him for salvation, plead his mercies, and he will save you. Thank you for listening to the program. Stay tuned for these closing announcements. You are listening to Let the Bible Speak, the radio broadcast of the Free Presbyterian Church in Canada. This is Pastor Ian Golliher. If you missed part of today's program or would like to hear it again, you can find it archived by program date on our website. Just go to 
www.ltbs.ca, CA for Canada. There you can read my blog, find my Bible study notes, audio and video sermons, as well as helpful articles. Or you can go to our podcast on iTunes. We're on the air Sundays at 9.30 a.m. for our full church broadcast and Monday to Friday, 5 a.m. and 5 p.m. on this station to bring you the gospel from our free Presbyterian church here in Cloverdale. We also invite you to our church services on Sundays, 10.30 and 6 p.m. Through our website, you can listen and view to our online services at 10.30 and 6 p.m. Make it your Sunday worship. Click on the Live Now button on the homepage of our website. Or if you would like to talk with me one-on-one as a pastor, please give me a call. The phone number is 604-897-2040. The mailing address is 187 9058 Avenue, Surrey, BC, V3S1M6. We're located just two blocks north of Number 10 Highway on 188th Street. Our website again is ltbs.ca. You can join us Monday to Friday, 5 a.m., 5 p.m., here on this station as we let the Bible speak. Music